Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. Stop, stop. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again. It's exhausting to try to pretend to be something that you're not. Their judgment doesn't even matter. We've been taught by culture to conform. That's just not the way my puzzle piece works, bro. And I could be proud of it now. It's invigorating to walk in the fullness of who you are. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one can really identify what it takes for you to be you. Every single person's puzzle is different. It'll all be fine. You'll experience success you didn't even know was possible. Welcome to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk, the podcast where we believe that faith in God is key to unlocking everything you've been called to be. And on today's episode, we're continuing with our series, I'm Tired of Success. It exhausts me. I'm daunted by it. I'm tired of success. We're your co-hosts, Kevin Lushla and Donovan Donnell, and we're getting straight into it. Donovan. Yes, sir. My main man. What up? Yo, we're thinking about this audience, yeah. right? These are people just like us. We're always thinking about success. We're meditating on it regularly. Yeah. Why? Man, I think that success makes us feel like it gives us meaning to life, not only just our pursuits. It's like it's this performance-based approach to how we're supposed to be doing this life that God gave us, but it can be perverted, into a very dark and carnal place, which is why I feel like we need to have these faith-based conversations about success to make sure that we don't we don't end up in some dark and wicked path of greed and no care about what happens to anybody else but our own personal gain. We got to have these conversations because I feel like it can be a slippery slope if we don't define it correctly, if we don't pursue it correctly, and if we don't include God in it. Completely, man. I mean, success was always meant for other people. It was always meant to be from, 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 I feel like the heart of a servant, right? That's what Jesus, that's who Jesus was. And that's who he's calling us to be. So if we're not taking that into consideration, like you said, it's about us. Mm. It's about us. It's about us. Mm. When God said, it's about them. It's about Mm. them. It's about them. Well, part of that success is making sure that you do not lack courage, which we talked about in the last episode. And the main thing that we learned was that when it comes to success and courage, our emotions cannot drive the ship. Our calling must. Yeah. We have to be so aligned with God so that we can take the emotions that make us deviate from the call and translate them within the context of the call. There were other points as well, but you can listen to the past episode to get those points. Now on this topic for today, lack of courage part two, What are the threats to courage? Maybe you have courage. Maybe you want to utilize courage, but there are threats to you utilizing it in its full force. Well, one of the first ones that Donovan and I talked about in Bible study, and this one is so personal to us because this is part of the ethos of what we do here at Imagine Faith Talk, this podcast. Maybe you're minimizing your own uniqueness. Donovan, we talk about uniqueness all the time on this podcast. This is so important to us. Maybe we're minimizing it and that's why we lack courage and what, why that makes us tired of success. And I think that that, that as a, a real threat, it's a real threat because your uniqueness is the specific path assigned to you, whatever industry that you may be in or whatever group of people you may be assigned to. And oftentimes we downplay it and we diminish it because we've been taught by culture to conform and be like this person. Instead of gleaning from that person, be like this person. And so we feel like we have to abandon our uniqueness to fit this mold so that we can be successful or have any kind of impact. And we're telling you today, no, 
No, you're exhausted because you're denying yourself. You're exhausted because you're dismissing your own instincts, your own emotions, and your own calling to try to redistribute something that's already been done through somebody else's personality. Your personality is unique and it's powerful and it's impactful if you just choose to embrace it and let God lead you in it. That's, it's exhausting to try to pretend to be something that you're not. And it's invigorating to walk in the fullness of who you are. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I mean, even in the space of fear because, oh no, nobody else has done it like me or nobody else trying to do it like me or I don't know, I, I got these quirks and idiosyncrasies. Like, no, God's saying in the face of those feelings of, oh, I'm, I have to diminish myself because I'm different. That's the exact time you're supposed to act and fortify that thing that makes you different. Yeah. Do not lack courage in that because that is your unique superpower. That's God's unique fingerprint on you to maximize the beauty that he wants to show on the earth. Let's look at 1 Samuel 16, 6 through 7. Now, this is where Jesse is showing Samuel all of his sons to see who is going to be the next king. And so this is what it says. When they arrived, all of the sons, Samuel saw Elab. Eliab? Sure. Eliab? Eliab sounds more like it could be true. It's fine. Okay. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab. I mean, I think that's how you say it. Please forgive me, y'all. I'm not a biblical scholar. Just, just Father God, please forgive me. Next time, just, and thought. just spell it out and let them figure it out. <laughs> it's just, I'll just spell it out. Y'all get the point. Okay. Saw Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Donovan, what does that sound like when it comes to having courage in your uniqueness? I think that we're looking at the wrong thing sometimes. I think that the culture is teaching us to look at the wrong thing. I think that the outward appearance is important, but it's been given so much precedence and it's been given so much value that people have begun to think that that's where all the value lies. Don't take away from it. It's important. It's beautiful. It's great. Presentation is important, but what God is telling us to do is look at the character of a person. Because if you really want to know if they're fit to be a leader or if they're fit for a role, you're not going to see a lot of it on the outside. Anybody can put on the costume. Anybody can groom accordingly. But can you carry out the call? That requires you to go look at the character. And that is what God is saying. He's looking at the heart and he wants to teach us how to see character, how to see a person's heart in the choosing process. Amen. And I, and I think that when it comes to our uniqueness, he wants us to take that skill that he's teaching us and use it in the mirror. And for us to say, hey, what's most important is not that I go buy the next name brand this or that I'm perceived this way, but that I truly am in my being operating from my unique place. I need to see that uniqueness as a superpower. I need to see it as the greatest value. I need to see it as an intentional thing. God intentionally made me this way and I'm perfectly made for what I've been called to do. But that, that takes some work, man. That's the self-development part of our equation for success. Bro, 100%. And I know we're all working on it. I mean, exactly. David has the heart. That was his superpower. That was the thing that God knew. I know for the king of Israel to serve my people and lead my people, I need that. But he's not, he doesn't look like, a, it doesn't matter what he looks like. I don't know what you mm -hmm. look like. I don't know who you are out there, 
But I know that that thing that God has put inside of you, that's the heart that God needs out. And everything that you have that's your quirk of your idiosyncrasies is tied to your heart. Because God has constructed you in such a way that when you show your heart out there, that maximized uniqueness will be out there. And we cannot have fear in that. Or more importantly, as we've learned with courage, we have to act when that fear strikes. You have all of that. I mean, look at these other verses, right? First Peter 2, 9. However, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people who belong to God. You were chosen to tell about the excellent qualities of God who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That teaches me so much right there. God has called the Israelites to show his love and his light in their unique way. Mm. There are excellent qualities that they have. Don't try to be like every single other nation that's out there. I called you to be specific and special. What is that specific and special thing about you that you have to rise up and show the world? Whether it's the world of your family, the world of your work, the community around you. What is that world that you have to show that uniqueness? Yeah. You've been set apart. We've been set apart. I've been set apart for something. And if I consumed myself in this pursuit of success with how I looked and how, wow, you know what? I'm not, I'm, I, don't, I don't look the part. I don't look like the other people who are doing it. I feel like that's, that would be a slap in the face of God who created me for this call. I'm honestly telling God you messed up. Stop, stop. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, what are you, say that again. Well, what are you saying to God? I'm, I'm actually telling God you messed up. Wow. You didn't make me look like, you telling me I've been called to this, but you didn't mold me into what I should look like to walk out this calling. Something about that just doesn't sound right. So it can't be that he messed up. It must be that my perspective is messed up. It must be that I am looking for culture to define for me who I am when God is saying, come to me and I will show you clearly who you are and that will be all that you need to be on this path of success. Man, that is such a word. What you're saying, comparison kills us. It sure can. It sure can. Comparison is our killer. Comparison is the killer of the maximization. The optimization. Comparison. Yeah. Legit. I mean, look, if you're like everybody else, you don't need courage. If you're like everybody else, we don't need you. We already got somebody doing that. <laughs> we don't. Exactly. Bro, oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, what you said is reminding me of the story. Do you remember, mm-hmm. Donovan, the first time you and I hung out? I brought you to my car and I played you a few songs. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, man. Yes, I do. Why that time was so special to me was because it was a celebration of me going through this process of the ups and downs of finding my voice. And it is such a, it could be a taxing process if you're not seeing it within the context of who God is. Because when I started this process of trying to figure out my own artistic sound or even just how I sing, remember, I'm in a band of singers. Every single member of Pentatonix has been trained for such a long time. They did choir. They did show choir. They did every single choir you can do. They did maybe acapella in in college. I didn't have any of that training. 
And so for me to figure out my artistic voice felt difficult because I'm comparing myself to the best singers I know. I can't be like them. I'm not a chorally trained singer. Okay, I guess I got to mm. hang up my, hang up. I guess I got to, what is, how do you say it? I got to. Throw in the towel, hang yeah, up my yeah. mic. Okay, I'm not like them. I guess I got to hang up my mic. You can't hang up a mic. I'm, I'm going to show you how to hang it up. <laughs> show me how to hang it up then. I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> but then this is where I praise God for all the experiences that I've had. I got an opportunity to meet Sting, who was one of my favorite artists of all time. I got to meet him backstage of one of the Christmas specials we were doing. And I sat with him and I asked, how did you figure out your voice? And he said, look, I don't sing like other people have asked me to sing. Or I had to figure this out for me because the way I sing, it's not like a choral singer. It's not like anybody else. It's for my story to be told. I can only do that through the voice that I've been given. And when he said that, that unlocked something in me to say, Kevin, you have to have courage mm. and no fear about figuring out your voice. Yes. Do you have to be vulnerable? Yes. Are there, maybe you're afraid of other people's judgment. If I'm standing with the God of the universe, I can't think about anybody else's judgment because God has affirmed me. God has called me. Yeah. Their judgment doesn't even matter on that path. And so for me, bro, like when you got to hear those songs, right? I'm not singing, I'm not doing that. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way I sing. That's the way that feels good to me. And it feels specific to the story that I have to tell. And I could be proud of it now. When we were in that car, you kept reminding me of your roots. You kept saying that. It's my Caribbean roots. You know, I just... (laughs) Yeah! My Caribbean African roots. And it was something so important about that conversation that later resonated with me about understanding your roots, where you come from. And as we have talked on this podcast before about recognizing that we come from God, it's his breath that's living inside of us, it's his his breath that's given us living expression, understand our roots in our relationship with him. And that we're not rooted by accident, it's intentional. And that our gifts can only flow through the path of our uniqueness. I think the problem that I've faced oftentimes is not knowing where I come from, which hinders me in knowing how I should do life. But the relationship with God, this goes back to the equation for success. Personal alignment with him helps you to know where you come from and that gives you a better idea of how you can do life because it shows you who you are. For instance, um, When I think about the way I've tried to do life before, and it hasn't afforded me certain opportunities, I've tried to be me to the best of my ability, and it didn't get me on the stage. It didn't get me the job promotion. You know, it didn't get me the audition. And I thought, well, there must be something wrong with me if I'm not getting the opportunities that I want. But in my relationship with God, I later found out that he has reserved so many things for me. And that is by faith and patience that I obtained the promise, not by abandoning my uniqueness. Say it again. It's not by abandoning my uniqueness that I obtained the promise, but it's by faith and patience, staying true to who he called me to be, knowing that what's for me is coming for me down the path. I just need to stay the path. Amen, bro. Stay the path. Have courage. Have courage in staying the path. When you're feeling like, oh no, but the the job can't come because they thought I was too weird or too like, no, 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 stay the path. This is what happened Mm. to Joseph the whole time. 
every single time he stayed the path of what God called him that was unique to him, <laughs> he got a demotion. Bruh, come on. Again, twice. Come on. Because God was reserving him. And it's so funny when mm. it comes to your uniqueness, the things that was unique to Joseph, what does it say when these things happened? And the Lord was with Joseph. <laughs> he had the courage to stand up and the thing to not happen that was supposed to happen. He had the courage to mm. stand up and he got demoted and the Lord was with him. So, mm. oh, that's so good. That means we cannot see. Oh, my gosh. We cannot see the world's success the same way as God's success when it comes to having courage. Courage might be looking like, oh, I'm going to be thrown in the furnace. It might look like, oh, I got to speak to the king like Esther and I might get killed for this. Because mm. I'm a woman. On, I'm man. not supposed to, to speak to the king this way about my people. Come on, man. But the uniqueness that God put inside all of these people to do what he's called them for and he was with them is the same mm. uniqueness and power that God has put inside of you. Yeah, man. Don't stray from it. Yeah, man. That is where the faith, the multiplier, as we always say in the success formula, times faith, that's the only place it's going to come from. And because we're talking about the threats of your uniqueness, understand that every day there's going to be an opportunity to abandon your uniqueness. They're going to come. The pressures of life and this is the new trend. You need to fit into the trend and you're going to probably experience some loss or some supposed loss along this path for staying true to who you are. But never, ever determine the value of who you are and how you've been made based on the circumstances that are presently around you. It is something to be said for those who hold fast to who they know they are in the midst of temptation. There's this quote that you see online and people say, um, there's something wrong with your character if opportunity controls your loyalty. Don't be an opportunist like, oh, okay, I'll just be this for these people. I'll just be that so I can get this opportunity. When, when, I, when I understood that God had reserved certain things for me, I stopped exhausting myself and chasing after everything that looked like it would get me to the next level and understood that I already know it's for me. If I continue to stay the path, I'm going to run right into it. That's, that's, that's why I was exhausted. I was abandoning my uniqueness, which was actually the ship that was going to sell me to everything I needed to be and trying to go after all these things that didn't have my name on it. And I was exhausted because they were running from me. Only thing that was running towards me was my purpose. And I abandoned that path to go after a race that I couldn't win no matter how good I was at it because it wasn't for me. Man, speak a word of truth, Father. Oh my goodness. I could pray on that right now. So listen. Don't minimize your uniqueness. It's one of the big threats to, to having courage when it comes to success. Don't minimize your uniqueness. Have courage to stand up in the face because that uniqueness is part of your calling. Oh, man. Another threat that we find a lot that Donovan and I talked about in Bible study, maybe you see your weakness as your liability. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Maybe you see your weakness as your liability. Let's read this verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. 
For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses in insults in hardships in persecutions in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Donovan, speak to us, man. Come on. <laughs> I just hear this moment in where you recognize that, okay, it's a weakness. It may be a lack of development in a certain area, but I recognize that I am in a partnership and that this is just nothing more than a platform for God to show he is a keeper of his promises. He will never leave me nor forsake me. He will provide all I need according to his riches in heaven. This is just an opportunity for my partner who is the, the yin to my yang, who is the, the counterpart to all that is me to show up in this space and do what he promised he would do. For me, when I hear this, I'm, I'm learning that I don't have to brag to get a promotion. I don't have to be the best at everything to experience success. This is the new, this is what we're explaining to you on this podcast, man. When you partner with God, all that trying to prove and all that flexing and all that boasting like there's no place for it here. We don't, it's exhausting to do. It's hard to keep up with. And it's a facade. We can truly be happy, truly be successful, truly be fulfilled and truly have weaknesses <laughs> on this path, man. All at the same time. Completely, man. Like God gets to be our strength in our weaknesses. That's why I feel like I can have courage. Yeah. I can have courage because I don't have fear in my God who's my greatest partner, like we have to look at weaknesses differently, right? I mean, think about this. Sin came into the world. We all have sin. We therefore, because of sin, all have weaknesses. But God had a purpose and a plan to draw us closer to him. Look, I talked about this in the last episode. I've been reading this book. It's about parenting because I got a daughter, Kaya. She's wonderful. She's lovely. But being a parent is hard. Let's just be real. Ah, if there are parents in the back, talk to me. Being a parent is hard. You have, to, you have to have the courage to be your absolute best because you are trying to bring character through a human. You're trying to bring development through a young human who, who has no understanding of how this world works. And it's your job to do that. So there's this book, Paul David Tripp, Parenting 14 Gospel Principles That Can Radically Change Your Family. This book has been so good to me. And I wanted to read this page, page 36 of this book, talking specifically about weaknesses. It says here, inability doesn't mean that God has made a massive mistake by giving you children. That somehow he's gotten the wrong address and your children would be better off elsewhere. Rather than your inability being in the way of God's plan, it is part of his plan. He knows that parents who admit that they are inadequate and run to God make the best parents. You see, he doesn't ask you to be able. Mm. He asks you to be willing. If you are willing, he will meet you in your weakness and change you. And as he changes you, he will work good things through you into the hearts and lives of your children. God already knew you going to be weak. It is what it is. <laughs> All he's asking for you to, is to do is to run to him. It's part of the plan of salvation. It's yeah. part of the plan of redemption. Yeah. 
It's part of the plan of success. It's part of the plan of success. <laughs> Run to him, man. Listen, it, when you were reading that, man, it just reminded me of how people can't relate to perfection. They can only relate to progression. And so if you're really trying to raise someone up or model for someone, it's best to show them the process of whoops. Okay, I made it better. Whoops. Okay, I made it better. It's better to show them the process that they will be going through because if all you show them is this facade of perfection, the moment they go through something, there's nothing about their time with you they can refer back to or lean on to gain guidance. All they know is that, well, dad was perfect, never made mistakes. That's unrealistic. Oh, that's so good. And it's not parenting. And it's not, oh, and it's not parenting because parenting is showing all the mistakes along the way. It's so funny (laughs) that when you say that, that means... That your success, once again, is not about you, but it's also to show, for example, those around you what it looks like to be clinging to the Father. Like, when your child sees you mm. clinging onto God in your weakness, that's education within itself. So we have to have courage in our mm. weakness to cling on to God in the face of fear, in the face of doubt, mm. to show our child this is what we do. It's what we do. Ma- Oh, it's so, okay. This is so good. I was telling you before we were recording this about how I've been watching a lot of Kobe stuff because Kobe's, mm. that's just, he's the guy, right? Yeah. And I was listening to this one about excuses where the interviewer was asking him, hey, it sounds like some people just kind of have natural talent and some people just don't. And he said, that just sounds like a bunch of excuses to me. Every single person's puzzle is different. The way Allen Iverson came into the league is different from the way he came into the league, from the way MJ came into the league. So you just kind of have to figure out your puzzle piece. Like, Donovan, I feel like one of my things that I do that is unique to me, but I think is also can be deemed a weakness if I don't utilize it right, is the way I have to prepare for a performance or for, for even this podcast. Yeah, Like, I'm not somebody... Like you, and I wish I could, but I, it's just not my nature to go up there and wing it. Or when I look at my bandmates, they can, they might not have practiced for days, but they just can go up there and sing. It's just natural to them. That's just not the way my puzzle piece works, bro. Yeah. I wish it was. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like no one really knows what it takes for you to do what you do. No one can really identify what it takes for you to be you. They just see you doing it well and they just assume whatever they assume. Like with me, I know I know that freestyle is part of my gifting, but again, we still have to store up our gifts. We have to develop those gifts. And sometimes I may be doing it and you may not recognize that I'm doing it. Maybe it's at the gym that I do it. Maybe it's while I'm listening uh, to radio or maybe it's while I'm interacting with people. I'm always doing like these test studies on humans to get an idea of how they think. And that's part of my preparation, but I'm just doing that kind of stuff all day long. So when I show up to the spot and I'm like, boom, 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 from this gift that God put inside of me, it may look one way to everybody else, but me and God know. All the work that went into it So our preparation looks totally different This is why comparison doesn't aid you in any way I pray from your uniqueness Praise Because now <laughs> This is why the, the comparison doesn't aid you And benefit you in this relationships That we have with other people Or even my relationship with you Like you do what you do You don't force me to prepare the way that you do You tell me to do what I do We come here together with God And it's done 
We get it done because we're walking in our uniqueness and we're experiencing fulfillment and success every step of the way because we understand something about our relationship with God. We understand about something about how he made us and we're willing to embrace it. Even though it looks strange at times, it looks odd at times, we embrace each other and we embrace our own unique paths. And here we have this podcast that... It's just coming together one one step at a time with our amazing producer core, and it's just like only God. Yeah, only God, man. Uh, shout out to Core, we love you, man. <laughs> uh, even though you ask us to do a lot of stuff, we we still he's love a, you. By the he's way, a, he's a stretcher <laughs> of faith, if anything. Hey, hey, bruh, stretch that faith. Goodness gracious, he's got courage to always be asking us. Yeah, hey, you're doing more. And I'm like, what? I don't got nothing. It's like, well, I'm telling you what's up. Right. I'm like, okay, Cor, well, that's just kind of what and it here is. We are. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. With the courage to do this, man. With the courage. If we had the we had to set aside so many, I let me speak for myself for a moment. I had to set aside so many insecurities about doing this podcast with everything else I had going on. And do I have the time to do it? And man, I gotta take care of this, I gotta take care of that. And remind God reminded me. I, According to my riches in heaven, I'm going to supply all you need. But how am I going to be on this podcast with this three-time Grammy Award winning or this, this uh, guy who knows all about production and he has this vision and I'm just in a place where I'm just like really trying to figure some things out with life. He's like, if you just have faith in me, commit yourself to self-development, align with me, it'll all be fine. You'll experience success you didn't even know was possible. But I had to express and address those insecurities, take them to the altar and let God deal with them. Free me up from them. Free me up from them. He said, cast your care upon me because I care for you. He freed me up from them and now I'm able to walk this path without this exhaustion attached to it that would occupy me, that would sit on me if I was so worried about how I look compared to Corey and Kevin. Bro, speak a word. Because the thing is, what you're saying is, you don't know everybody else's story. You don't know what mm. everybody's thinking and going through in their their mind. This is no. exactly how I feel when it comes to like my bandmates. Oh, they sing. Oh, they sing so well. It's a, and I'm thinking to myself, I can't. But when I'm on stage, some people go, "Oh my gosh, you sing so beautifully." I'm like, "But you don't know the things that's going on in my head." Like I'm looking at Donovan. I'm like, "He, I mean, I want I want to be macho and look like him. He looks so big and good. I I I, I don't got that yet." Because I got courage to get into that gym and do what God called me to do. Let's go. <laughs> but, wait, but Donovan, what you're speaking about is sometimes you feel like in life you have disadvantages, right? Yes. And I feel yes. like that's a real threat to courage, right? Yeah. Maybe you grew up with not a lot of money or maybe you grew up with a parent that is um, mentally ill. There's so many disadvantages that we come into life with sometimes. And we didn't necessarily want those we didn't ask for those but it's what we're given so what do we do with that how do you have courage when you feel like you're in a disadvantage well let's read john 9 1 through 3 this is jesus talking about a man born blind from birth it says as he went along he saw a man blind from birth his disciples asked him rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in mm. him. Every weakness, every disadvantage that you were born with, maybe this is exactly what God was going to use as a testimony so that he can get the glory. When you overcome because you decided to have the courage in the face of fear, in the face of doubt, and you fortified yourself, 
Who mm. gets to be blessed from that now? Mm. Who gets to be blessed, Donovan? Man, I do. I do because I'm listening to your story. When I tell my story, other people who I may or may not know or see will get to be blessed because of my story. Somebody needed to see you walk in uniqueness to believe in their own uniqueness. You were reading that story and it made me think about whose uniqueness did I glean from? Whose uniqueness did really encourage me to truly be myself? First person that came to mind was Prince. Ooh. When I say confidence and uniqueness manifested, (laughs) embodied, like watching him just do his thing with the confidence attached to it really helped me to embrace all the different ways that I am. I had a meeting at my old job and they said like, who's your spirit animal? Who do you look? I said, I feel like I'm a mixture between um, um, Captain Jack Sparrow uh, <laughs> and Pitbull and, and Pitbull. Okay, let's go. Captain there. Jack Sparrow and Pitbull. <laughs> I said, just it's something about them, right? And people look at me like I would assume you would say something totally different. But if you judge me based on my cover, you will not uncover who I really am. And so I, that for, it was it anybody for you, bro? Anybody in particular whose uniqueness really motivated you to embrace your own uniqueness? Oh, I already, I already said it. Sting, Sting. Ah, yeah. Bono. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen, mm. uh, Chris Martin. Mm. None of these people have your perfect singer's voice like Mariah Carey or like a Whitney Houston. They just sing like they sing. They just sing like they sing. And the stories that they tell, because remember, it's only one piece of the beautiful tapestry mm. of colors that they're using. Their voice is just one part. They're thinking about sonic production. They're thinking about the lyrics. All of that creates an artistic voice that you're putting out there to the world. So to see these people and watch their voice be what it is, that encouraged me to be who I was. Mm. And that's what we're supposed to do, man. When I think about that, man, it just makes me, I had a moment just now and just recognize the success that I've been looking for my entire life was just being successful at being me. Like, how could I ever achieve any other kind of success if I'm not successful at being me? It's like the ground floor of all other successes that I may experience. I must first be successful at being me because I can go on that for hours, man. But thank you for letting me have that moment here live on the podcast. (laughs) Y'all heard it, man. Look, your weakness is not your liability. God knew you were going to be weak. Trust him. He knew it. He made you. He knew the thing that was going to be in you that was going to pull you down. You get to boast now in those weaknesses. You get to boast in your disadvantages because God knows that there's a testimony waiting to serve somebody else in your success. Bro, now, 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 now think about this threat that we talked about. Woo! This one is always, this one's always, always getting me. One of the threats to not having courage or not utilizing your courage One of the threats is that you're forgetting who all of this Mm. is even for. You're forgetting Mm. the why. You're forgetting the reason. Look at this. Luke 22, 42. Father, if you are willing, this is Jesus talking about his upcoming. (laughs) You said Luke, and then you said father. And it just made me think about Luke Skywalker. Could you (laughs) Why you say father like that, man? 
Luke. Luke, father. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> if you are. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. I just had a moment. Uh, that is so funny. Okay. Oh, Star Wars, the Force. <sighs> the Force is with you. It's all wow. come on. Wow. <laughs> As you were. As you were. That man. is so funny. Okay. Luke 22:42. Jesus speaking to God. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yeah. yours be done. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. D, what are you hearing when it comes to, we're sometimes forgetting who this is for. We're forgetting our why. It's bigger than us, man. It's bigger than us. That's what I'm hearing. And that's what I'm reminded of. That is big. The, the reason I should sacrifice, the reason I should walk in a discipline because it's bigger than us. And even if you take it away from this world's purpose, what about your purpose as a father? Kevin, what about my purpose as a brother or a son? Like it's bigger than me. God is not just put in me what I need. He is put in me what this world needs, what people need that I'm in direct relationship with me. And if I only think about the person in the mirror, I would do a disservice to my entire generation. It's bigger is bigger. And the only way I can actually operate in that bigness of it is that if I'm confident and sure about who I am in him, my assuredness and his promises helps me to make the sacrifices, walk in the discipline and know that I'm going to be taken care of. All's going to be well with me, whatever he's called me to do. I know that he is the giver of every good and perfect gift. And so that's, that's what I'm here. Remember that it's bigger than me. And remember that I'm, I'm going to be taken care of regardless of what he asked of me to do. Dude, 100%. Also, I just realized I say 100% a lot on this podcast. I'm like, 101%. I, wow. Wow. Just, we just got to wow. go up. We just got to go there. Wow. Okay. All right. 102. <laughs> 102. <laughs> 150. Might as well go 200 on these. No, but truly, I mean, it's, it, it's bigger than us. And we've talked about this in the past. If you don't stand in your courage, if you don't stand in your uniqueness, if you don't stand in the weaknesses that you have, those things that you see as liabilities and decide to move in the face of these things, who's the person that's going to miss out mm. on the blessing that they could only get through you? Who's going to miss out? It's so funny. Donovan, obviously, you know that I've been getting high performance coaching all last year, even up until this year. And there were a few goals that I did not meet. There was a lot that I did and there was a lot of elevation that happened, but there was a few goals that did not get accomplished last year. And when okay. I would talk to my coach, he said, I don't think you accomplished them because you never connected to your why. And I said, I did. I said, I wanted to do it for, for this reason and that reason. And he goes, no, 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 no. And this is a word. Shout out to my coach. He said, your why should make you cry. Mm. Your why should make you cry. That commitment is not just about deciding to do something, but you're emotionally attached to the vision and the goal that you set out to do. Jesus, if he was not emotionally committed to what this meant... For mankind, if he did not go through the most difficult thing 
any person would ever go through, we would not have an opportunity for eternal life. Mm. This whole thing is about love. I now think about those children who look like me, who maybe play a stringed instrument, or who maybe they, they have a different sounding voice, or maybe there's just something weird about them. Maybe they want to study a language like Chinese. Maybe they want to, 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 to go to a school like Yale when people telling them in their communities that it's not possible for somebody that looks like you to go to a school like that. What if I didn't have the courage or the faith to say, you know what? I can break the mold. Maybe what if I didn't have the courage to say, you know what? I'm just not going to go for it. Because I've never seen anybody in my context that has done that. What if I missed out on being a blessing to somebody else who needed that blessing that can only come from me because I decided not to think mm. about that why. That why that makes me cry, makes me emotionally well up in tear. What is that for you? What does that look like for you? If you remember that, I think you're going to have courage in the hardest and most difficult of times. Hey, man. Yeah, that resonated real deep, man. Like, like for real, for real. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, if our whole podcast is built on that equation of success, you know, self-development, yeah, personal alignment, that's the relationship with God, times faith. Yeah. How many people will never come to know the benefit of this relationship with God if I keep letting my weaknesses control my courage? If I keep allowing... My, if I keep allowing myself to be so paralyzingly afraid of my weaknesses or exposing them, who's going to ever truly see the benefit of a relationship with God? And we're saying like, yo, the partnership with God is the key, but I won't show you evidence of this partnership because I continue to seek perfection. I continue to seek that I am seen as perfect in the eyes of everybody, but it's only when I truly embrace and showcase my weaknesses that people get to see the power and the love and the grace and the willingness of God to participate with us in walking out our purpose. And that's how they come to be like, you know what? Yeah, I need that. I need that. And if you really want people to come to know God in a new way, don't just show everything that makes you look good. Show the things that show how good he really is. That's what I, when we talk about testimonies, testimonies weren't designed to make you look good. They were designed to showcase how good God really is. So this is, this is good, man. Thank you for that. Not going to cry. Hey. Even though you told me to cry. <laughs> My wife should make me cry. I'm going to cry in private. None of your business. <laughs> well, no, you're supposed to cry in public so that people see the vulnerability. I'm not ready. Go, oh, I'm, I'm ready. I got the courage to go up. <laughs> Goodness, man. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, look. <sighs> yes. We were not planning on going this long. We like to keep it short and concise because we know that you all are busy. <laughs> high performers with higher values operating in their highest nature. We need information to be succinct so that we know what to do. But today's episode, man, we there were some vulnerable things that I felt like God was calling us to share. Yeah. Because hopefully it'll help you on your path. Yeah. We are not here because we're perfect. We're here because we're men that want to continue to progress. And every single man and woman listening to this podcast, we pray that you're blessed from that. Because I know that I've been blessed by just sharing these vulnerable truths. And it's scary to do that. But that's why we have courage. Yeah. So we don't let these threats stop us from the courage that God has called us to occupy. Yeah. Once again, the three things that are threats and that we're going to 
demolish because we know who God is. Mm. Minimizing your own uniqueness, we don't do that anymore. We have courage to beat that. Weakness as your liability, we don't see it that way. God gets to be glory. God gets to be praise. Our stories, our disadvantages are the testimonies that God uses to make his face known to the world. And three, forgetting your why. We don't forget our whys anymore. Our whys make us cry. Our whys emotionally connect us to the vision and the call that God has for us. So we may go out there in the world in faith, in courage, in the face of fear to live a life worthy of the call so that other people may rise up because of the blessings now we get to be for others. We love y'all. And now I guess we're going to have to make this a third episode to finish this thing. Looks like. For this I'm Tired of Success series for part three of Lack of Courage. You're going to have to stay tuned, y'all. But as we always say, love transforms you, purpose defines you, and impact activates you by faith. We'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Imagine Faith Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to be on our journey with us, then there's a few things you can do. First, subscribe so you can know when the next episode drops and share it with a few people you think would enjoy it as well. Second, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the bottom of our website, www.imaginefaithtalk.com and send us comments, prayer requests, or tell us topics you'd like to hear on the podcast or even questions you'd love us to answer. Third, join our Imagine Faith Talk Club on Clubhouse. This is a space where you can connect with other like-minded individuals and the rooms are hosted and led by members of our leadership team. You can see a schedule for when our rooms go live on our club or on our website. And finally, follow us on socials at Imagine Faith Talk. It's all one word. We love you all and we'll see you on the next episode.